Welcome to Positive Reaction Podcast. My name is Danielle C. Aguilar, better known as Dr. D. My name is Dr. Edwin Serrano, better known as Dr. Pepper, and we are not your average physical therapist, and we will get you ready to react at any given moment. We are here to question healthcare to help you make the best decision to get back to your active lifestyle. Hello, everybody. Hi. Uh, we I made it back. I won't even say what episode we're on. I know. We always mess it up. No, seriously. I think we're off. Yeah, we're definitely off. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever episode we're on, thanks so much for keeping with us. You know, we have a lot of fun things that we want to discuss, talk about. And, um, you know, with that being said. With that being said. We're going to. We're going <laughs> to. Say today. more. <laughs> say, no, say less. Say less. That's what the kids are saying. Oh. Say less. Have you not heard that? Say so. Whatever. Anyways, so a topic that we talked that we brought up was uh, talking about muscular strength versus muscular in uh, muscular efficiency. Efficiency, mm-hmm. right? Efficiency. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, Edwin, I'd love for you to, to to talk more about that. So something that that I like to educate patients on, athletes alike, and. Uh, uh, Danielle's complaining about the music in the background. I'm not complaining. I could just hear it. If you guys hear I Have the Tiger, it's our motivation song. <laughs> <laughs> it's our entry song. Like yeah. we're wrestlers. Yeah, we're going to keep it on the whole time. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. Go for uh, it. And so, um, you know, what is muscular efficiency and what is muscle strength? Right? There could be, a, you know, muscle group in your body that could be very strong, i.e., let's say the trap. Right. The trap is one that I use an example, especially because of the population that I work with and you work with as well. Right. We work with uh, Olympic weightlifting athletes, CrossFit athletes. Mm -hmm. Um, So they do a lot of overhead. Right. So you could say, hey, their traps are huge, but are they being efficient enough? Hmm. Right. So with that being said is like, is the trap doing what it's meant to be doing? Like I like the function of the trap. Mm -hmm. What is it, Danielle? The function of the trap, mm-hmm. it helps with, you know, elevation of the scapula, upward mm-hmm. rotation of the scapula. Mm-hmm. It kind of involves a whole lot of uh, shoulder complex movements. Exactly. But I would say primarily geared towards the scapula. Right. So elevation. And, and that's what I look at too, right, with athletes is how, what is their scapula doing? Is it doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. And we see these with these athletes as they walk in, they have like traps for days, mm-hmm. but then their traps are so inefficient. So that's mm. where it comes to the point of like, okay, like we, we know your, your traps are strong, but how can we get them more efficient to do what they're doing or to carry you through a session, a competition, or even a workout? So um, that's where we get to, we're trying to talk about muscular efficiency versus muscular strength. So we're, I said efficiency, so I probably said that wrong. Muscular yeah. strength versus, well, yeah, it is yeah, efficiency. efficiency. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I think you say, you say insufficiency. Is that what I'm thinking? That's what you're thinking, because oh. you've said that in the past. For Did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Okay, well, so muscular efficiency. Well, when you think of efficient, that means that your muscle's working yeah. efficient. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can hear you. Really yeah, you can hear me now. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're fine. Mm-hmm. So, so what we're saying is you can have muscular strength, Mm-hmm. But you, you know, when we say muscular strength versus muscular efficiency, is your muscle being e- as efficient as mm-hmm. you're as you're saying you're strong? If that if that makes sense. Yes. Okay. Kind of in your in head. A way, I saw yeah. it. Yeah, I, I had a, I had a light bulb by myself. Mm-hmm. The point is, is you already brought it up, and I think that you highlighted a really good point. So, in terms of 
you have a really strong trap mm -hmm. and is it working the way it should mm -hmm. right so when you come up with the when these athletes come to you and you see that they they have really good at like they they look like they have adequate trap strength you're just looking at you it just look you at them they look like they're it. built like a hoss yeah exactly mm -hmm. so and then you they they're like no but my shoulder's killing me or you know i'm having really insane tightness what do you do for those athletes so um a lot of it I mean, it really comes down to what is the scapula doing, right? right? You mentioned um, that. And so, if I see and I assess their movement, like, hey, overhead movement, they they lift their arm up, okay, and then the shoulder blade isn't moving optimally, right? Something that I always look at is like, is the shoulder blade or the bottom portion of the shoulder blade is it reaching like the mid rib area okay. along the side? If it's not, that means that there's an efficiency issue within the muscles, right? So, are they doing their job in pulling the scapula in the right position? Obviously, if this is for shoulder pain, mm -hmm. um, and then we do exercises that are that work the overhead position, but really emphasize scapular positioning, um, upward rotation of the scapula, and sometimes it's literally stuff without weight, literally right. stuff that's just moving. But it comes down to what we did, what we learned in PT school: neuromuscular reeducation. Sure. Right. Yeah. So reeducating yeah. your body, how to move appropriately, and to be as efficient as possible during a certain plane of movement. Right. Um, so uh, exercises like simple stuff like touchdowns. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, walking with a kettlebell overhead unilaterally, right. and then walking back and forth, making sure that their upper trap is engaged properly and their shoulder blade is in a good position. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and those kinds of things, you know. It, it makes sense. It, it, what is your intent with that? Are you looking for, well, you said re-education, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I, I think, I mean, this isn't proven by anything, but I, I, I think, <laughs> you know, when, whenever someone comes It's with, anecdotal. You've seen yeah, good results. I mean, yeah, yeah. So whenever people come in with a poor efficiency somewhere, mm -hmm. it's usually be, it usually comes back to poor endurance of that muscle, okay. right? So, so now we're not talking as much muscular strength it's can, how long can they sustain that position yes how long can they sustain that position how long can they work as hard as they can without compromising the integrity of the joint sure. or the position sure. right sure. so yeah. Yeah. um typically when people start to fail or people start to feel an injury is towards the end of a lifting session or they've done it for so long and they're under a lot of volume that they're they start to build compensatory techniques right so they mm. compensate in yeah. many different ways and so then you start looking at like okay let's load you and let's build endurance like i'll literally have my athletes put a kettlebell on uh, like upside down mm -hmm. and they'll walk up and down the clinic and i'll set a timer for five minutes and just going and just going I'd hate you. right and <laughs> i mean they hate me but, but it helps but it helps right there's an intent behind it so some of the things and it's you know just i i wouldn't say complaints but complaints <laughs> you know, some athletes are like, this is all I'm going to do. It, it's mm -hmm. helpful. Yeah. It, it, there's an intent behind it. And the more you talk about it, it's like, you know, it, we can even go back to the hip kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's the little things that, you, you know, you, it's the little things that really highlight the, the compensatory methods that you're talking about. Right. You mentioned athletes tend to feel the pain later in their workout. Mm -hmm. Right. They do well. They do well. And then, then, then it's like, okay, now I'm at rep. I'm going to say 50. Mm -hmm. They just can't anymore. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that are really going to help us decide this kettle, you know, bell side up is mm -hmm. what you're saying and having them walk for any length of time, five minutes. Is that just something that you are listing or you're just trying to find a baseline or you're just, where, where do you get the five minutes from? The five minutes was, is, it's, act, it's actually at the end of a session. So we've oh, done a lot okay, of work. Okay. We've done a lot of things. We've Smart. exhausted the muscles. And I was like, okay, now let's burn the shit out of it. And <laughs> now let's do that. So um, it's pretty much to finish 
you know, exhausting the muscle group in order to endurance. Yeah, I'm cueing them upper rotation of the scapula. So you don't want a super, super upper rotation, like a super shrug, but you want to be right in the middle to where you're engaged. Ooh, that's a good one. You know? Yeah. Um, so, because a lot of people will then end up like doing too much of a shrug, right? Right. And then. That's always, mm-hmm. and I shouldn't say always. That's something that I can see that happens frequently where they're like punch the ceiling. And mm-hmm. so then you're seeing a whole lot more shrugging. Mm-hmm. And now you're just driving, yeah. what, you know, those that joint and really pinching more of mm-hmm. that. Um, the, the the structures that are involved in the shoulder joint so that's a good point the, the other um thing that we're, since we're talking about muscle efficiency another one that i like to look at especially in runners is like their calf mm. is their calf strong is it efficient can they can it push them through uh, a marathon or a long race mm, that's a good right point. so um the efficiency of movement of the calf or the glute med the, the hip muscle what is non-existent what is going on right so these these runners will tend and go run high mileage <clears throat> and then their foot's collapsing their calves aren't pushing off the ground as, as efficient as they would why because they increase their mileage so fast that their efficiency of the muscle group starts to drop mm-hmm. so then you start compensating and then we start getting injuries so yeah they can do 25 foot calf raises right in front of me but can they do them as efficiently as possible and can they maintain the same pattern Mm. right because if they can maintain the same pattern then when they're running more than likely it's going to translate to being to run in an efficient way right right so um that's something that with runners even oh they run all the time and their calves are good but then they do a calf raise and it's like wiggling up all the way up and then all the way down or they're collapsing (laughs) You know, those things is like, okay, we got to go back to the foundation and let's build up on that efficiency of the calf. A lot of the times, uh, you know, when working with runners, <coughs> those little things like you had brought up a while back, like posterior tib activation, mm. looking at those kinds of things um, are, are going to be, some people are like, are you kidding me? That's all I have to do. Mm. A lot of the times it's, it's, it is going back to the foundational movements that are going to help break the barriers in order for you to sustain, again, mm-hmm. sustain a movement, in this case, monostructurally, to last a marathon, Yeah. right? You're talking about these intricate muscles that make up, we're talking about the calf complex. They need to be firing on all cylinders mm-hmm. and correctly, Yeah. right? Or efficiently. So those are things that I think are, are incredibly important and really help get past that barrier that you know if you know you're only hitting five miles and then that sixth mile you're you're, yeah. you're going down relatively quickly those are things that can really help mm-hmm. most so definitely i really think that's a a good thing to talk about in terms of you know bringing it back to the point muscular strength versus muscular efficiency you can be as strong as you think you're you know you may be as really strong right you are think you're you really mean, strong yeah but are you doing you know how would you say it i would say are, are but are you actually moving optimally exactly that is something that you know i think i i drill into my athletes like you may think you're really strong like gymnasts are a primary mm-hmm. example yeah, yeah they have great musculature but they tend from all the impact you know they they can do such large gross movements right let's say working on the bars or on the Mm -hmm. beam they are using certain muscle groups but they're not firing the the rest of the muscles like they should Mm -hmm. uh, you know as efficiently as they should and so then we got to take it back to the foundation and and re-educate their muscles Mm -hmm. how to work correctly yeah you know so i think it's a it's a really good point to highlight and really continue to drill into our athletes Mm -hmm. so be efficient Ooh, be efficient be efficient work well do what you got to do do it right Mm mm-hmm Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks so much, guys. Tune in to our next episode. We're probably going to talk about something exciting. Who knows? Very exciting. Remember, this is Positive Reaction Podcast. 
This is Dr. D. And Dr. Serrano, where, where you, you come, come first. first.